All right, cool. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. Film Hustlers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Hustlers. In a world where films are made by hustlers. No, that's not right. We got to get Pete Sepinuck. Yeah. He's the voice of God, man. He he was funny. He told me a story. Pete Sepinuck has been on the show twice. Yeah. He he does voiceovers and he does uh he he does like you know Super Bowl commercials. He does all kinds of stuff, but he's the voice, not not the face. Um, but he has such a, an amazing deep loud voice that he was telling me a story about being on an airplane. You know those planes when you don't you know I don't know if you remember planes. You could get on a plane and and if you walked upstairs there was a bar upstairs. Have you guys heard of these? Yeah, yeah. they're seven jumbos. seven. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah, space So he, he had been, he was traveling with a friend of ours who was an executive for ITV and they were traveling in first class and he was in coach downstairs. But my friend Sam said, hey, is it okay if our friend just comes up and has a drink with us? And they were like, mm, okay, fine, but just, you know, keep it quiet or whatever. Well, <laughs> you know, you can't tell Pete Sepinick to keep it quiet. Yeah. So he's like, ho, ho, ho. Like, t- he's talking really loud and super bassy. Yeah. And like, they had to kick him out. They're wow. like, dude, he's got to go, man. He's like way too loud. No under- it was no undercover right no. there. Like on the DL. <laughs> no, there was no deal. No, he could be up here, but he got to be quiet. You can't tell Pete to be quiet. He's like no. a fucking dinosaur. He's like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, like, <laughs> like knocking shit over and like blowing your hair back when he talks. The golden voice. Yeah, the golden voice. No, he, he is a super cool dude, super successful. He's actually an editor too. I don't know if yeah. you guys knew that. Yeah. Filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, so he does he does a lot of stuff, as we all do, by the way. Yeah. Um, I do have an announcement. This is exciting for the film hustlers. Da, it's da, exciting. Da, yeah, da, it's, da, da, da. it's exciting for everyone who listens. <laughs> I'm officially announcing that I'm making a Netflix movie. Wow, right. there it is. There you yeah. go. So two years ago, or you, two you, and a half years ago. You accomplished your goal. Well, Davey we, Dave, do you remember the goal on the beginning of the podcast? Yes. Uh, to go. work here for a studio, remember that? Yeah. I'm an independent filmmaker, I want to work at a studio. That's all I want to <laughs> do is be true. a studio. I want to be in the system <laughs> but so I'm bad. You're at the number, you're the biggest studio in the world right now. How does it feel? It feels exciting. And oh, I, I just want to say, look, it all started sort of innocently, right? We got the first time. Time I, I started uh, doing some cool stuff was when we did Feliz Navidad, right? Right. We did Feliz Navidad together. We show, we showed up in Nevada, and this was uh, March 2020. 2020. Wow. Yeah. So I'm sitting there March 2020 on the set with you. It no, it wasn't March. First it was day. June. It oh, you're June. right. It was June. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, because because of the because of COVID. Yeah. So they shut us down, and then we started up in June again. That's amazing, actually. March, April, May, June. So it took us four so months. So you went out there though for ca- the location scout in March, right? Because you no, went out there. I didn't. Oh, you no, did it? No. No, I, I was working with Paula Hart as the yeah. producer. And because COVID was so rampant and they had shut everything down, we couldn't even location scout. So they literally went out and found locations three days before we started. Wow. Yeah. That's indie. <laughs> Super indie. But anyway, you and I were out there. We started production in June on the very first day that we were sitting there in front of the house. Mario and Annalyn were doing their scene, and I'm sitting there on an Apple box, and I'm thinking, I want to do another Christmas movie, and I want to do it with Pentatonix, right? I want to use them as the basis for the story. And I remember I wrote a paragraph, and I showed it to you. Yeah. I was like, hey, I just came up with this idea for a Pentatonix movie, and I was going to send it to someone. I don't know what I was doing. But uh, anyway, so I wrote it in 2020, and then I got back after shooting that movie, 
and I decided to get some writers and put together a pitch and see if I can get Pentatonix on board, and I did. And then I pitched it to Christina Rogers at Netflix, and she said, hey, kind of like this, why don't you get, let's get a pitch together, set a pitch up, and next thing you know, Latanya Newt, who's the executive at, um, at Netflix, buys the film, calls me up and said, hey, we want to develop this, and now, as of March 27th in Toronto, we are shooting the movie. Damn, wow. there Good. you go. We need Congrats, to have Christina man. Rogers on the show. So it's a dream come true. First of all, true. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a dream come true. I'm, I'm excited to be working on a movie that's got you know more money than I've ever worked with in my life and, uh, and an amazing team and Netflix and amazing actors and a great director. Rusty Kundiev is is directing the movie and it's just a super exciting, well-oiled good. machine, good people. and uh, Good and people, but David, David, are, on, are you on this project, David, David? So, okay, good. <laughs> I like that you take people along with you. Robert. I wanted to make the announcement. Now, look, I, can't, I couldn't take my, my crew. It's, I'm on a first date with a lot of people, but, you know, it is going to Toronto. A lot of times studios have their pods in Toronto, people they yeah. like to work with. Um, I will say that uh, they didn't force me to go there, but they – strongly encouraged. encouraged me to meet with people and companies from <laughs> Toronto. And I did. And my favorite was Wildlings um, Productions. I met with Matt Code, uh, Ashley Muir, and you know now Matt's executive on it. And uh, Ashley's my line producer. And you know I'm not working with the people I, I, I grew up working with, you know, you guys. But uh, but hopefully you know as I as I do more of this kind of work, then you know we'll be working on stuff together, and maybe uh, Beautiful Darkness ends up becoming a limited series for Netflix or a, That's a what feature I'm for about. Netflix. You know, there See, could be a we lot. Need to make what we need to focus on here, Roberts, is not <laughs> Pentatonix, this and that. We need to focus on <laughs> Film Hustler Productions in association with Netflix. That's correct. <laughs> That's right. That's I think right. it's more like Netflix in association. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Film I Hustler Productions. But Film Hustler Productions, um, you know, we did an am- we did an amazing thing by throwing our hat over the fence and raising the money for our movie. We are over budget, um, and the way we're taking care of that is, you know, we're probably gonna see what we've got. We're gonna and then, hustle, and then we're gonna hustle and and uh, and probably raise a little bit more money. But but it was an exciting thing to do, you know. And I I was talking to someone about it the other day, and I said, you know, what's exciting about what we did is that I was nervous about doing it. I wasn't like 100% like comfortable with the idea of raising money on the show. It like was, I was a little like, you know, when I'm raising money on my own, yeah. take you to dinner, we talk, you know, I, I ask you, I call you tomorrow, you know, there's all kinds of business that has to happen. I got, you know, Walter Bat on the phone, you know, all the contracts for, for Beautiful Darkness I did myself. Did you guys notice because I kept you on the emails because I wanted you to, to learn, right? Yeah. But did you notice I would contact people, I would get their contracts together, I would send their contracts. Yeah. I would make a mistake on the contract, then resend the contract yeah. saying like, oh, by the way, I had a typo. Yeah. Here's the actual one. And I would sign them yeah. and send it to them. And, and that was part of the process of getting them to put in their money. Yeah. Right? Because first thing you raise the money on the show yeah. second is you got to get them to transfer the money yeah that's not i mean with with stanky it was like he sent it immediately yeah, yeah. 
In fact, I didn't even think to send him a contract. I got to send him a contract. <laughs> yeah, he, he just, sent it so fast, I forgot to send him a contract. Right, right, right. But he's got to get one. But everyone else, you know, there was different people putting in money at different times. Yeah. Different amounts. Different contracts. But I, yeah, but I had to stay in touch. And you have to stay positive. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I had to stay really positive with everybody. There was never like an accusation or you yeah. said, right? It was always sort of like, hey, you know, here we go. And Emilio's got to get paid. And we yeah. got to buy, you know, got to buy some shoes and yeah. got to get a harness and got to get insurance got to get some doves yeah. burritos <laughs> but people yeah got to get some pigeons but people feel responsible if you're asking people for money and they say yes yeah you know part of you know getting it you know look if 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 you have if you're someone who earns great money and you have a big business and you've got a lot of money in the bank it's likely you have money in different places in stocks you know wherever and, um, you know, you, the reason you have money is because you found a way to keep it. Yeah. Right. When someone's asking you for money, it's harder to release that money, especially if it's an unknown like a project. So um, luckily, everyone that we raised money for totally stepped up, got involved, even Galvan. Yeah. That became a producer on the project and put up money. Although I got to say, like doing this film thing. I don't know. I, uh. As we go through it, I <laughs> rethink it every once in a while. And I think like maybe maybe it would have looked as good without film and maybe you would have had the ability to shoot a lot more things you know well yeah i think about the same thing because an alexa galvan has an alexa too like he has he, an alexa he yeah. owns it it's yeah. his so we wouldn't have to rent in like it could have been but i think at the end i talked no to galvan yet. no film development no film of none of that no tra no tell us any transfer yeah Right, but I think at the end of no the film day, payment, yes, <laughs> no, Dude, five thousand dollars for film on a little short, five thousand just for the film, yeah, and then the development and the telecine was five thousand, so we're ten. Then we've got the the film camera itself, which was the cheapest thing. It was, it, it's funny because you needed the most insurance for the film camera because it's worth like six hundred thousand dollars. Oh but shit! But the rental is like mm -hmm. seventeen hundred. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So we're looking at an, a, a just probably, what, do you, what would you say ballpark because I'd of say film? we're over because of the film. I say we're, I, I think we're over thir 13,000 because, because of that. So it's about 13,000. Currently. And that's not finishing. Damn. But with that said, Davey Dave, <laughs> I think we're going to have a kick ass, beautiful project that people are going to go, wow, that was, and could we have done it on digital? Probably. Yeah. Would it have been as nice? Yeah. Maybe. But well, we know what we're getting with film. Here, here's what I'll tell you. And, and this I know. And it was a short. This I know from my, from my years and years of experience. Mm. I could have made two more Made in Mexico's for what we said. No, that, that, no what I, what I, what I want to say is that I, I feel like, and I, maybe I've said it on the show before, but to do something different in film you know to do something that a festival is going to say like oh wow or that a filmmaker magazine is going to want to write about mm -hmm. right using an alexa is everyone's go-to because it's it's less expensive you can shoot in low light you know yeah. all the all the positives yeah but to go back and do it the old school way and to do it on film and to develop and to really have a style 
is going to open up the eyes of filmmaker magazines, yeah. um, DP magazines, uh, festivals, because yeah. it's something to talk about. People right? look for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you want, you know, you, when I did Strangers with Candy, and this was back in 2004, and we got accepted to Sundance Film Festival in 2005. The reason, and it's funny because we got accepted in a way that was so natural. You know, most people just wait and you're waiting and at the last minute you get the call. We got the call early. And the reason was because the film, it starred a bunch of great stars, but the subject matter was so unique that you weren't going to see a film like that, written like that in a long time. So as a result of the uniqueness of the movie and the idea that there was no other film like it, as far as a comedy goes, you know, made it very interesting to, to um, Sundance. Yeah. So if you're going to do something to get into Sundance, you can't copy another movie. You've got to do something super unique and interesting. And I think we did that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of work to do. It's with the editor and, you know, we're, we're working on, on post and, and getting it finished and maybe getting it to um, the Palm Springs International that would Shorts be the first one, right? Film Festival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we did something uniquely different. I think it's worth writing about and worth, worth, uh, and with actors that are tremendous. So you answered your own question. He answers his own question, yeah. David, right? He yes. said, "Was it worth it?" I think it was. Yes, there we go. There we go. But I do second guess <laughs> it when I'm laying in bed and I wake up like in a cold sweat. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one <laughs> grand. <laughs> how, many, how much was it? Wait, what? Well, it's funny because this the the film didn't cost that much at first. It was twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then and then the card got hit for another like twenty seven hundred dollars, and that was all the overages that you guys were. One more take. Yeah, one more take. One, one more take. Hey, one more take for safety. Hey, one more take just for me. No, it was never. There was never a one more take for safety or one for me. Oh, it, no, was, was it, it was more of like, <laughs> Triana, Tootie, did we get? Did you want to get that one? Don't we need that one? Because she was kind of like playing the script soup in that yeah. way and i was like oh Maybe she's like do. yeah and, and she has such a she's so sweet too I mean, if she would have been more of like a bitch i would have been like no but she's so sweet <laughs> and she's so sincere she's also a director and she's also and she's she's focus pulling so she knows and she she loved the script and you know what i mean she was like i think we really need to get one more you know and then i look at galvani's like yeah we do and i was like all right yeah. there we go let's get one more and then, and then I hear you go, no, we're not needing it. We don't need any more. <laughs> no, That's I, it. I never, Moving I, on. I never said that. But, no, you know, you, you got you, you to get what you got to yeah. get. But I, I, as a producer, I, I, don't, I, don't look at, I don't look at being on a set as saying, like, right, we got to hurry out of here. But what I do consider is that, you know, you, Triana, the actors, you guys would work until until you couldn't see anymore yeah and that's not good for anybody no it's not so that's the the reality is someone eventually has to be the voice of reason and say like look i know you may not have gotten this shot but we can't keep going you know you you can't keep spending money because at the end of the day film costs money and then um you know we were at that great house at santoro's house that cost money you know we spent another 300 dollars because we went over three hours yeah which by the way is not bad right 300 bucks that's why i wasn't freaking out about that like you guys are all free yeah you know the actors are all doing their thing for what they made and yeah we don't have any issues there yeah but um but yeah i mean each time you keep going over it's not about it's not about anything that's happening on the set or, or forcing you to finish early. It's just the idea that people have to rest 
and then get up and do it again tomorrow. And, you know, when we all finished on Sunday, we all had the energy to go get that extra shot at Mario's house. Yeah. You know, to go get that extra shot of him. By the bus way, stop. great shot at the bus stop. Oh, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Great. And, and, great. and you did two. Yeah. So he can cut into it. So that was great. Uh, but you can't do that stuff if you if you abuse a crew. Yeah. Because then no one wants to do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, people are lagging and moving slow, and they're doing it on purpose. You know, yeah. so I think it was really neat to work with such a tight crew. It was like less than twenty people. Yeah, we had uh, Davey, Dave, and I did craft service. We did food service, mm-hmm. which you know, you, you got as a producer, you got to do it. Yeah, uh, on your shorts, yeah. someone's got to do it. Our, our guy hooked us up. Uh, Tico. Oh Tico. man, Tico, Tico. 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 I'm him Latino. Turi. Tico, Turi. Turi. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tico took care of us. He had the ribs that one day. He had the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. What um, was this spot called, David? Tico's uh, Catering. Tico's Catering? Yeah, that was yeah. good stuff. And then we had the coffees in the morning. Um, it was funny because I, I thought it would be easy to order ahead of time. But the problem is, is that they don't let you order the carafes, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the buckets of, of coffee yeah. online. So I had to go to places because most of them online said sold out. And I was like, oh, no. Like when you're sitting at home going like, I got to have coffee for everybody. <laughs> and it says sold out online. It's, every time I showed up, they had them. Yeah. But, uh, but I had to go there and that took 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and then we, I got donuts two days, not, not the first day. And then you had the burritos from... Damn, those burritos Yeah, Castaneda's over there in Riverside. Castaneda's <laughs> killed it. And we got 30 of them the first day, which was way too, yeah, many. too many. But, um, but dude, everyone ate those. Yeah, they went the next two days. Yeah. Right? They were yeah. great. They were delicious. They were terrific. Yeah, yeah. So we got t- taken care of food-wise. I think all the actors were comfy. Yeah. Um, and there was, uh, there was no, no major issues. But let me ask you this. So we've talked a lot about like the, what we did and how we did it and all that. Like, What does it make you feel about the future like when you when you come off of because i feel like we all feel very confident about what we did yeah right yeah. does it change you do you feel different about filmmaking and and what you know and your knowledge of of uh of working under a circumstance that was very very organized because i think it was really tight yeah, yeah it was great i mean yeah that definitely builds a confidence you know what i mean so like, when you're talking to yeah. people and they're talking to you and they're seeing the stuff online and and they're seeing what you did i mean i've seen all the comments everyone's like going like it's amazing or oh, congratulations it looked like you guys having a good time um does it change the conversation for you guys in any way with people that you that work with you or that you want to work with yeah, they always want to know what's what's happening uh, with that project, and then they always ask, you know, of course, what's next? What's next? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what but I yeah, like. Yeah. It, it it has definitely left a deep vibration um, since we finished. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Is like, and and I think someone talked to you about doing a full feature with the film hustlers. Is that true? Two people. Two, two people. Two people. Well, yeah. I've only heard yeah. of one. One. Well, yeah. Yeah. Tell. Talk the first it. one. Well. The, the short that I made a while back called The Kiss. I made it a long time ago. Um, I got a guy, Jeff Eady, great guy, who uh, wants to, you know, he has guys that are financing. He's got he's got money right now. I'm just waiting on a contract. You fools signed on. Well, you guys haven't signed on, but you guys saw the short, rom-com. Um, so you got a feature potentially coming from that. Yep. And then what's Talk the to second? Galvan. <laughs> Galvan read the script. He's in shoot in vegas his hometown i can get we could get the crew together who's in vegas that we work with sam and Gemma and everybody the, the whole the whole team that'd the be whole great. team they're all there that'd be a lot of fun that would be a lot yeah. of fun 
um, you know, small little indie, two million, two and a half, somewhere right around there. Three. Maybe three. Let's go three. Yeah, let's go three. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm shooting for. Uh, and then my boy George, who financed, uh, put up money for this, um, Jorge, he read a script that I wrote called Making Money, which is a crime drama about a counterfeiters. And he loved it. And he was asking me when we were shooting, what do I think I can make that for? He's like, what, 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 what budget do you see there at? Now that, now that you did something for $53,000, yeah. how do you see your next budgets coming real, mm. realistically? Like, what's the lowest you can make a movie for? The lowest, say, I mean, dude, I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to start doing shit for exactly. super cheap. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I would say one and a half would be 1.5 million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's crazy about this conversation right here is that when we started the podcast you were making a movie and how much five thousand well yeah but what did you have we went to fifteen thousand dollars when we started yeah when i started it was 15 and i raised i had to get 10 more how in the world like now that we spent 53 yeah on seven minutes you made an entire feature for 15 and then had to raise another 10 to finish it what i'm asking you is how in the world did you do that well now that now that you know yeah. the difference how did you do that it, dude i had three guys i had a camera op an audio guy and and you were doing it. everything else yeah, yeah that was in ron lee yeah. who co-directed it with me because i was in it it was it, dude it was like you know the the lighting guy or the camera op was doing lighting. You know what I mean. So who was your camera op on that? This guy Kamani, great guy. He did a good job. He did a really good job. Yeah, uh, busted his ass. We all did. Um, but you know, we were just running and gunning. But like you said in the beginning, like our first argument about how this whole podcast got created about making movies for not a lot of money, you lose, you sacrifice a lot of the project when you're running and gunning and turning and shooting. Because the lighting, you know, because we're going so fast and we're, you know, we're burning through 15 pages a day. I shot the whole thing in six days, you know. So when I when it was all said and done and I watched the final product, yes, there were some beautiful scenes. And you're like, oh, shit. And then there's scenes where you go, oh, you know, the lighting's whack. It's like, you know, you, you know that there's not a lot of money put in this project. And I think that's what hindered me. I don't think, I know that's what hindered me getting a better distribution deal because of those scenes that were, you know, super, super low budge because yeah. we didn't have time. We didn't have money. Money buys you time. Right. Money buys you crew. Money buys you more people. Money buys you longer at locations. You know what I mean? And so. Well, and what, what did you, and yes, could you go and make a movie for not a lot of money? Of course, a lot of people do, but you're going to have a it's just going to be a big struggle. And, and sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. And would I do it again? Of course, but I don't want to. I want now that I did a movie like a legit one that not that Made in Mexico wasn't legit cuz it was. It turned out really well. People love it. It's doing really well, you know, Amazon, IMDb. It's getting great reviews. Um Hotel Channel. Hotel Channel. Yeah. Is it still on Hotel Channel? Uh yeah, That's I, it. I think it might be. I'm oh, not cool. sure. But uh, but it's doing well. But my point is, is like after doing Beautiful beautiful Darkness and being on set with, you know, with somebody in every department, like, uh, you know, on Made in Mexico, there was no art department. Like, it was me running to my car to get a gun. <laughs> like, oh, shit, where are the guns? I got to go. You know, we, Davey Dave helped me out a lot on that, too. Michael Pauly yeah. helped me out. But, but here we had department. Art department flying in. They'd come in. Where's, where's the cross? 
coming in. Where is oh, the lighting's off? You know, like Galvan was working with the lighting guys and the sound guy was great. You know what I mean? Like everything was just put together and ready to go. And it's a testament to our new producer, Davey Dave. Davey Dave killed you it, man. fucking set it all up. Not you, Robert, you Dude. rat bastard. Dude, we had, we had sodas. We had, you know, we never ran out of Diet Cokes and Cokes. It was amazing. But guys. more than that, because you guys set everything up. The crew, you set up the locations, you made sure everything was, yeah, well, was I mean, ready to go. Yeah, well, I mean, that stuff... David, That's David, Dave and I were working on that like for a month or yeah. two before we even got there. You know, so it was lots of things. I mean, the one thing that David, Dave, Davy Save had Davey to do Save. is uh, is get the park. And you know, look, if I'm being completely honest, I don't do locations. I've never done location. Me either. Right. Because <laughs> if you're doing an indie thing, you just show up and shoot, right? right. But it was so dangerous to do that at Griffith yeah, Park. Yeah. Because you show up and then that dude it's, shows up and he shuts you down. It's just a little more high profile yeah. there. And then you got actors that are getting paid decent amounts of money. Like if they shut us down, if you spread $53,000 over three days, yeah, it's a big chunk of a day. And that last day was probably more expensive than yeah, the other yeah. two. Yes. So as a result, that might've been like a $15,000 day or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they shut you down because you didn't get the permit and you don't have the right insurance and you didn't pay for the birds and you don't have the bird license, then you just lost almost $20,000 like that, you know, and you got to pay everybody. You can't just go, Oh, sorry. They shut we us messed down. up. Yeah. They shut us down. We'll come back tomorrow. No, it doesn't happen. So, David Dave had to do a lot of business to make sure that we were ready to shoot that. And I know it went down to the wire and sometimes it does, you know, you've yep. seen me on my hands and knees praying to God that we get, you know, the SAG clearance <laughs> yeah. and, um, you know, and eventually you get everything you need, but it, it, it takes energy and mental energy to remember, to, to, um, to think about all the departments that you actually need to make sure that your director has the ability to be creative, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, if you can't be creative and you can, and you know you have to worry about waiting for something, and something didn't happen or didn't didn't uh, didn't work out. Then you then you've got you've got problems, you know. Because I'm sure when you did um, made Mexico, there was probably some things didn't go right. A lot of things didn't go right. You know what I mean? You just have to adapt. But it also I think it has to do with um, the type of film you're making, like. You made a, a. You told me a long time ago, like the amount of pages being shot in a day. Like I remember, I did um, the Good Life, which was a web series. I shot twenty five pages in one day. That's in unbelievable. Like five locations. I, I think that that may be a world record, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. twenty five pages is an unbelievable in, amount in five locations in yeah. one day. That's, and uh, so, that's crazy. Yeah, it was, but we did it. You know what I mean? And we did it for not a lot of money. But I remember you telling me, like, yeah, but you need. Actors need you need time. You need time to set up. You need time yeah. for rehearsal. Yeah. You need time for actors to to really get in get to there. converse. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. And not just like okay, we're gonna fucking throw up the lights. Okay, we're gonna shoot here in this corner. Okay, that's a, you got five minutes to to go over the script. Let's go. You know that's not. Yes, you can do it, but it's not the right way to do it, and it's hard to do it that way. You know what I mean. And I don't want to go back. <laughs> I mean, no. I would if I had to. But, but you um, don't want to. No, but to do like, you know, three, four pages a day, that's a lot, depending on the type of film. Like, okay, so we go do uh, Lucky Paul Smith in Vegas, which is more like a rom-com uh, story. We could probably, you know, it's not going to be super, we're not going to do two pages a day. We're going to do more than that because that type of story lends itself to like more comedy. I'll tell you right faster. now, I'll tell you right now how many pages a day you're going to do. Your, your script is going to be 90 pages long. You're going to shoot over 16 days divided by 16 equals 
Five pages a day. Five pages a day? Yeah. That's what you have to set up your, your script. And, and that's not easy, but that's what we do on our Christmas movies. Yeah. Five, five six, seven pages a day sometimes. Um, on Feliz Navidad, we had that one scene where Mario has three dates in one day, but all in the same place. <laughs> yeah. That was 10 pages in one day. Yeah. And it was the only day we ran over, and it was all in one location. Yeah. Which so, was a great scene, by the yeah, way. Yeah. All those scenes are great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he did a great job of remembering every line, but that was <laughs> 10 pages, and that's an enormous amount. If you did 25 in one day with with company moves, that's... Yeah. Well, I mean, company move, grab the camera, move over here, but still. No, it was... It was uh it was it was in actually where we're doing our podcast. You we had to know your here. lines. You had to yeah. know your lines. Yeah, we shot up in the radio. We shot in the makeup room. We shot in this office. We shot at Buca de Beppo. We shot um, in your cubby right here. We shot no, that was for Made in Mexico. Okay. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. That's right. So, but we did have to. We actually drove a couple places too. What like movie it, was that? It was a web series I did called The Good Life. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can get that on YouTube. Um, but no, to yes, I, I don't want to go backwards. <laughs> so, like, to answer your question, 1.5 would be, like, the lowest, depending on the type of film I'm going to do. Like, you know what I mean? It'd have to be, like, a comedy that lends itself that I could move quickly with it. Because comedies, I, would, I feel like you could move fast. because I would even say if you have one and a half, that you should cut your script down to even 85, 84 pages. And then let stuff breathe, get a bunch of exteriors to, to extend that movie to 90 minutes. Yeah. But, um, but having less pages is going to give you a little bit of freedom, you know, yeah. to really do something great. You know, what's interesting on, on Beautiful Darkness is, like, I overwrite. I know I do. That's, I, I know that. I, I overwrite. But directing those guys um, and going through the script, I'm fucking looking at, like, all the... Um, all the writing that's in there, like the setups. And I'm like, I don't need this. Why is this? In, you know what I mean? I just need the dialogue, just the fucking dialogue. I, I overwrite and I'm like directing in my script. Right, right, you right. You know what I mean? Which you don't need because the, the, the actors direct them. The story tells itself if the script is written right. Like you don't need to say, you know, oh, his eyes widen and he steps back. No, based off of what the actor said before that, he's going to react to what's said. So he's gonna eyes are gonna widen. He's gonna step back anyways if someone's coming close to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't need to fill the pages with, with a bunch of crap. And I do that, and I still do it, and I'm gonna probably continue to do it. But I do want to say, extrememusic.com, which is where you work a lot, where David Day works a lot, where I yeah. do a lot of my work, yeah. and I, and what I mean by work is we pick our music there, we put it into our movies. Um, what I like about extrememusic.com is that you're able to go to their site, pick your songs, whatever genre they are, and move them into your movie. And then when you're done, you just create a cue sheet. Yeah. And you're able to get a really good deal from Russ Emanuel over Russ. Extreme Music. He's our guy. He Russ is our, is our guy. guy. Well, he's, he supports our show, but we also, um, you know, part of the reason we are in business with Russ and extrememusic.com is because we actually use them. 
the reason this whole thing started is because we were doing a show and I, I the whole show I talked about extreme music. Yeah. <laughs> and then we said, why don't we have him on? And then he came on and then he said, you know what? I want to sponsor this show. Yeah. Well, so, which was with Trip is I thought you knew him. You guys had such a good like rapport. I was like, uh, how he, do you know him? You're like, I just met him. He's a great guy. He's a great yeah, guy. He's cool. And he's, uh, and he created like this amazing library. I was talking to him when we went to his house, David, David yeah. and I was like, you know, when I was a young filmmaker, I would go to post houses and they would have walls of CDs. And those CDs were like, hey, effects, uh, comedy music or whatever. And you'd pull each CD and there'd be like 10 tracks on them. Now you can go to his website. It's the same thing, extrememusic.com, which has like also the Sony library in it. And you have, you've got like thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of different types of songs. I mean, I can spend hours searching songs what i like about it is that you can click on a song if you and just listen listen to songs quickly and if you like them you put them in your little folder mm-hmm. and then you come back and you and you work from that folder i did it on, when i was working on top model in mexico mexico's next top model i picked all of the music for that tv show and i just would put like runway songs into a folder 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 and there'd be like 30 songs in there and i'd give that folder to the editor and he'd start you know going through each song and working it into a show and it was easy easy to use uh reasonably priced um you know all of the christmas music i do for our movies all extreme except for the the stuff that's composed yeah um because they have a deal with a and e so you know they're they're a powerful company that will make a special deal for you yeah. on your film or whatever you're working on. So check them out, extrememusic.com. Um, that was a great show. I like I like doing the recap. I you know I'm excited about the movie I'm making uh, ne- with Netflix. Yeah. Uh, meet me next Christmas. Yeah. So uh, keep an eye out. Um, <laughs> we're gonna be shooting in Toronto. You want you, me to go to Toronto and meet you for next Christmas? Yeah, meet me next Christmas in Toronto. Don't be a dick. And then you've don't, got don't your, you don't know me. You've got your movie that came out of uh, you doing your short. What's it called? Lucky Paul Smith. Lucky Paul Smith. That's going to be a film hustler production. Film we, hustlers are going to be producing it. Yeah, we're yeah, excited yeah, about that's that. Right, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yes. And we're over. So oh, <laughs> thank what you guys game. very much for listening to <laughs> Film Hustlers, and we'll see you next time. Coming to you live from my car. Coming to you live from the 101 freeway. <laughs> All right, so we got two in the can.